Thank you so much for downloading the episode today. On the show, I'm talking about my conundrum with pillows and how much of a princess I am. Also, Paula has a harrowing experience with some bloodletting and her children. We also talk about the terrible twos and how much we really didn't hate it, but we understood it. That and your ugly and awkward moments of the week. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. Why can't I just do it normal like everyone else? Paula. When you have kids, unfortunately, they do come first. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. I believe this is episode 341. Your nasal passages are clogged with a cold, so you can't do your UGG. <laughs> no, I cannot. <laughs> I have a wee bit of a cold. But a it's a okay, because we are still sisters who podcast. Yes, we are. Okay, so <laughs> I have been dealing with this uh, conundrum for almost two years. A conundrum, huh? It's about as princess problem as you can get. I can't seem to find a satisfying pillow to sleep on. <laughs> You know, I, I'm not going to lie. I've been going through the same thing. I'm currently okay. sleeping on the my pillow, and oh. it hurts my neck. I don't like Paula, it. Okay, so I don't know if you remember this. This was years ago. Not years ago, but remember when Daryl and I went to the iHeart Media Festival, and we stayed at the Aria, mm-hmm. where you and I stayed, mm-hmm. and I we were so in love with their pillows that I actually purchased a pillow from the Aria Hotel and had it shipped to me. Yeah, it was the best pillow I had ever had. So it shipped it to me and I have been trying to make this thing last for as long as possible because it's so comfortable. Well, it's dead. It's over. You know, it's been it's been needing to get I have been having to get rid of it for probably a year, but I've just been clinging to it because I'm like, God, if I can just fluff it up in the dryer or anything to kind of rejuvenate it. But ultimately things break down and pillows don't last forever. I mean, you know, it's so funny when you see little kids with their favorite pillow and they're like, they look like a slice of bread. They're so yeah, really. I don't know like why. <laughs> yeah. It's like why they just cling to these pillows and, and try to getting rid of it. It's yeah. impossible. They don't want to. I'm like, you're sleeping on nothing. We need to get you a new <laughs> pillow. So it was kind of like that. And I said, all right, it's time to let it go. So I have purchased pillows. Now, I don't mind. I usually buy pillows at like TJ Maxx uh-huh. or Ross or Marshalls because you can get a Ralph Lauren or a Calvin Klein. Mm-hmm. The problem is that you can't buy two of the same usually. Or if you do, they're super cheap or something. And so I do have pillows like that that I got really lucky. So I told Daryl, I said, I I can't sleep on this Aria pillow anymore. There's I'm literally sleeping on like fabric. It's mm-hmm. gone. And I said, so let's let's go. So I Googled where we should buy good pillows. And I said, let's just spend the money and get the good pillows. So we went to Bed Bath & Beyond. And went through and they have like a variety of pillow sections, just a million options. And so we went in. Now, I personally like down feather pillows, but they're becoming harder and harder to find because people don't want to pluck the goose feathers or something. Everybody's getting and it's an animal. It's an allergy thing. And sure. So they're hard to find. And when you do find them, they're ridiculously expensive. 
because they're you know you have to like actually pluck the feathers and stuff i guess i don't know i don't know how they do that remember when we were little we used to have those and then like that was a bonus we would pluck the feather and rub our nose with it i know (laughs) it was a comfort (laughs) in our treacherous childhood yeah really we're just like (laughs) go to bed like rubbing our nose with the feather yes as as if we slept in cages and just (laughs) would comfort ourselves with a single down feather (laughs) to get through the hell so uh we go to bed bath and beyond and i said i am not <laughs> like i am not spending 130 dollars on a fucking pillow it's not happening even if i can afford it that seems outrageous to me i'm like no i'm not doing it i'm like this is on sale and i was just getting out and i'm like and i'm feeling it going this doesn't even feel worth it so and do you thing- guys do the thing where like you lay your head while it's in the bin or do you hold it in your hands and like lay your head on it I, well, I really don't like to do that because I don't know how many people have put their faces on those things. So how can you get a good feel of... Well, I just squeeze it and I feel it, you know, like they have these little openings on the side of the plastic that you can feel to see yeah. how thick or whatever. So I'll do that, but I'll stick my whole hand, whole hand in so that I don't have to touch where everyone else is touched. God, I feel like, a, what am I, a germaphobe now? Like, what's going on? Yeah, okay, Howie Mandel. I was just going to say, I'm going to show up bald one day. You're going to be like, what happened? You're like, I couldn't handle it anymore. The germs. You're going to carry surgical gloves in your your hand or in your purse seriously seriously so i mean don't you kick the the plunge the plunger on public toilets i you, don't you use your leg instead did you see the meme i posted the other day about public restrooms no what did it say i love <laughs> memes what said, did it say? um they said like nothing will put a paralyzing anxiety in someone oh (laughs) when you're in a public restroom and someone repeatedly starts shaking the door handle to try and get in because you know a locked door isn't sign enough that someone's in there i (laughs) hear that and it does have you're like (laughs) aquapato although i'm not that nice i'm like hey did I tell you about the time that I that I literally just flung a bathroom door open and a woman was standing with her pants down it was Lock at a winery. damn door. God. I know. It was at a winery and I was a little bit drunk and I walked in and I had to urinate really bad. And when there's urgency, you don't you don't go knock, knock, knock. You're just like, open door, open door, you know. So I, I and I mean I violently flung it open and she's standing there and she looks like a model, which I already I can recall. And it was like, Oh my god, you look good naked. I hate you. But I open up the door, I'm like, Oh my god, she's like, It's okay. And I'm like, Yeah, sure, because you look like a you have perfect a person. perfect electrolysis pussy and <laughs> well she had underwear on but i know oh, okay yeah, yes i well she was practically nude but anyway i mean you know pants down i got and you. so it's like i'm sorry and so i'm like oh my god and of course i can't let it lie so i'm in the other urinal going i'm really sorry about that you look great oh god <laughs> jamie just stop talking i know it's it's impossible so we're going through looking at pillows and i'm feeling them all and so I said, well, these these look OK. And I don't want one of those memory foam pillows. So don't even ask. I refuse. Those Victor feel weird. has one of those. Yeah, They're I don't. Weird. It's like a brick. But I mean, it is comfortable. Is it? It just I feel like it's like uh, that green plant foam that you yeah. use to make arrangements. <laughs> I, know. I don't like when they're wet. It's just <laughs> icky. I just can't imagine putting my body on one. Ugh. So especially those memory foam mattresses, same, same thing. I knew someone who got one. They're like, oh, it's so comfortable. Like, I don't know, man, this is not, 
This feels like a marshmallow. Well, you can't, like get, you can't get the cheap ones that, that are just like, oh, we have one of those egg crate things. And I'm like, I'm not putting anything with the word egg crate on it. <laughs> on my body. My, on my bed. <laughs> exactly. Weird. Maybe even the dogs. But we're not eggs. It. Yeah. We're it's, people. It's, it's weird. So I um, I said, well, these aren't bad. And they were, they were like $50 a piece. Now, that to me is expensive. For a pillow, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were $100 ones. And I said, well, I don't see the difference. I don't understand. And I said, and I'm not paying something because it's allergy-free or whatever, you know, the weird filters in it and all that garbage. Yeah. Like, I don't care about any of that. So I'm feeling it going, okay, it's not real down because those are impossible to find. But it feels like it. And I said, okay, well, maybe I can do this. And now, because of technology, there's pillows for side sleepers and people who sleep on their back and all that stuff. I mean, I never cared about any of that stuff. So I'm like, whatever, just this one feels good. And so we got it. So we put we put them on our bed, time to go to bed. And I feel like I'm laying on a giant bubble. (laughs) It's so full and round and it doesn't like I can't depress into it like I can't snoodle into it. I feel like I'm just laying on the top of a ball of fabric. It doesn't like cradle your whole head. No, I tried for two days to sleep on. I'm like, okay, well, I guess this is a side sleeper. So maybe I'll sleep on my side and it'll work better. No, I just woke up with a neck cramp. And I said, I'm so frustrated. I said, I almost want to take these back. I'm so mad, but I don't think you can take pillows back it's like trying to return underwear i don't know exactly <laughs> exactly that's what i was thinking it's like i don't need this box of tampons anymore it's yeah, like i right. i don't know these didn't so, work very well no so then i'm thrashing and i'm violently flinging pillows and linens in the middle of the night and i said i'm so i said i feel like such a princess but i can't sleep on these pillows what are we gonna do what are we doing and it's like so anxiety why didn't you just order the aria once again well, you and I stayed at the Aria not too long ago, and they've changed the pillow. Oh. So I thought that, and I thought, well, the, first of all, if you recall, they're practically squares now. They're not long anymore. They give you like five, if you remember. Yeah, there was so, a lot of pillows. Yeah, because they're half the size of a queen-size pillow, because for whatever reason, I don't know. And so I'm like, well, they're, they they were comfortable, but I don't remember going, God, this is that I remember this pillow no, they're different. And so, um, yeah, I'm just still on the hunt. And I hate it because I feel like, you know, first world problem kind of thing. Sure. You know, I hate it. It's like, can't you just deal? I mean, do you know how many people would love to have that giant ball of fabric? You know, yeah, I don't know. probably reuse it to make clothing or something. And I feel tremendous guilt when I complain about things like this pillow is too full. It's, <laughs> it just seems so spoiled spoiled first world person well i mean so donate the other pillows then you know to a halfway house or something or they'll be like gee thanks for your used pillows (laughs) that's i know so anyway with all that being said and done i have yet to find a pillow (laughs) (laughs) well maybe you should try like macy's or nordstrom maybe i just i resent maybe i'll just go to tj maxx and find the pillow i mean i've that's really the most success i've ever had i just didn't realize that i had such a particular flavor for pillows i think as you get older it makes a difference oh shut up it's that is not it i'm saying with me like (laughs) i've noticed with this stupid pillow that i bought and the reason why i bought it is because i I couldn't find a pillow that was working and my neck hurt and it causes headaches okay good so it's not maybe it's just us 
I don't know. But the only way to successfully sleep on this pillow is I have to mm. put a little bit of my shoulders on it. Oh, that's annoying. Well, it is. It's annoying having to accommodate something. You know, it's like, can we just, can something just go? For example, last night. Okay, so Daryl's in Houston. He's been in Houston all week. So Malia and I are on our own. And, you know, I make dinner every night for the most part. But last night, I just didn't feel it. Malia was exhausted. And I said, do you want to just get, like, takeout? She goes, yeah, but I don't want, like, real fast food. I want some, like, level up fast food. And I said, okay, I go, like, Adalberto's, which is Mexican that's not Taco Bell. It's actually real right. Mexican food. Yeah. And I said, God, it's, like, 5 o'clock. It's, so it's early. But I don't want to go and battle traffic to get it. So I have never used DoorDash in my life. I've never used it. I, it's an app where they'll deliver food for you. Uh-huh. But it's becoming really popular here. And DoorDash, though, used to be, like, just McDonald's, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So I go on, I download the app, and I set up an account, and Adalberto's now delivers. Wow. And I said, oh, my God, so maybe I'll do it. And I said, Malia, DoorDash delivers Adalberto's. She goes, oh, my God. So I get it all set up, and I'm like, I can't believe I did it. I don't do technology. I don't do apps, nothing. So I said, well, this is so exciting. Now, Daryl's used DoorDash before for us when it was late at night or whatever, and we just maybe we'd had a cocktail and we didn't want to drive. Mm -hmm. And so... I get a text message. We've got, you know, we received your order. And then I get another text message. Did you want chicken or beef on those taquitos? And then I get another. Okay, they're on their way. And then I get a text message from the driver. I'm at the gated community in which you live. Uh, how do I get in? I'm like, well, for starters, I don't live in a gated community. So you've gone to the wrong place. It was an hour of constant texting. Are and you I had kidding to, me? I had to give the driver directions to my house, even though they have GPS and, you know, no stereotype or anything. It was a girl. Oh, God. <laughs> so she's like, I think the GPS is just being dumb. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. So now we're friends. <laughs> LOL. You know, now we're friends chatting. Mm -hmm. So she finally comes to the door and we get the food. And I still gave her five stars because who am I to keep someone from getting a job? And uh, they're obviously doing it for money, you know. So I gave well, her five yeah. stars. And I tipped her and everything, but I said, why can't anything just be normal? Why can't I just make the order and 20 minutes later it arrives to some person who doesn't speak and just gives it to me and walks away? Like, why does it have to be an ordeal? It's an, It was a whole thing. It was like, why can't I just do it normal like everyone else? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you, who knows where she was coming from to, you know, get the Aldobertos. I mean, she could have been somewhere a little bit further. I don't know. This is what I get, though, for being lazy. I should have just gotten up and driven the three miles, dealt with the commute traffic, and just pick, picked it up myself. Mm. Anyway. All right. So enough about me and my spoiled ass. Let's hear about the great bloodletting of 2019. <laughs> God. With your son and your daughter in tow. Now, I assume you haven't heard any. Of the, there's nothing to, to discuss as far as why Ryan needed blood work. Well, we got the results and nobody has mono. So Thank that was God. the big concern was, is yes. that, you know, because everyone has been sick for like months. And yes, <coughs> excuse you, me. you adding that for dramatic flair. Yes, for dramatic effect. <laughs> so we can't figure out why everyone keeps getting sick. And so the only thing that, you know, we thought could be possible is maybe we had mono. Right. 
you know, because everyone's just been so tired and, you know, constantly ill, you know, the swollen lymph nodes. Olivia broke out in a rash and God. You know, all this crap. And we're just like, what the heck is going on? So we figured Ryan was the one that had been the sickest recently because he had gone through some antibiotics and then got sick again. Mm. And so Dr. Grant's just like, well, why don't we just have some blood work done and we'll test him for mono. And then if he tests positive, then we'll just assume the whole family has it. And so we're like, okay. And so um, I was going to take him after school the next day to get the blood work done. And I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. Yeah. You know, rookie mistake. And well, first so, of all, you and I have been, had so many oh my God. blood work things that we had. You don't even think about. I have been it would be a dramatic and thing. and shot and, <laughs> yeah. you know, everything. It's yes. just needles don't even scare me anymore. It's no. just it just is what it is. But then I forgot being a small child. You know, it's the scariest thing that can happen to you. When you push a human being out of your body, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Well, when you're pregnant, you you're giving blood. It seems like every other week, you know, it, it just, it's true. I mean, your body is not a, your own when you are pregnant. So. I mean, I remember one time giving like seven vials and they told they had me sit there for a minute. And I think she gave me a glass of orange juice because she that happened wa- to me. She yeah. didn't want me standing up right away because they right. she's just like no we did take quite a bit of blood today you're like and they stand up and i'm like maybe i'm not <laughs> so but um so anyways so the night before i told ryan i'm like okay so tomorrow after school i'm all dr grant wants you to go give some blood to test you for mono and then his face just got white <laughs> and i'm like what he's like what do you mean i have to give some blood and i'm just like well you just have to go to the lab and give just two tiny little vials of blood yeah and he's just like Bob, it's a lot he's like is there a needle and i'm like yes there's a needle well, i'm like they I'm like, no they use leeches Ryan. and he's they just like Leeches. why can't i just get like a bloody nose and drip it into the you know so now he's getting what? ridiculous and so the next thing i know he's watching videos on youtube about giving blood why would he do that it's gonna be the most harrowing experiences that's what's on youtube so i put him to bed and he's rubbing his forehead you know with his hand and i'm like ryan i'm like you need to stop worrying it's not that big of a deal it, it really, really isn't. isn't i'm like you won't even know <laughs> so he couldn't sleep the whole night like he was so upset about you know this blood test and so i pick him up from school he's walking to the car and his like fists are clenched oh for (laughs) god's sake god forbid if some real thing happens to him in his life how's he gonna respond (laughs) i don't know i don't know you know and olivia can't stop talking about it because she's nervous and i'm like what are you nervous for what is going on you know what (laughs) so talk about privilege she's upset Cause she's like, mom, two vials is a lot of blood. And I'm like, why are you even worried? I'm like, it's not even happening to you. God, you know? I'd be like, you should be so lucky. So we're sitting at the lab and, you know, he, short of sweating, he's just sitting there staring off into space, you know. When Did you start getting mad at any point? No, because, you know, I... I could tell he was obviously nervous and so I wasn't angry I just I felt kind of bad that I should have just not told him 
the night before i should have got it drove over there and told him you should have said you have to get some lab work done let's go yeah and just and then, and then walked him into like, the Wait, lab right and, and just you know said you've got to get lab work and then you know not giving him an option to freak out right no permission to freak out on this on this venture so they call his name and so we start walking in there and then he sits down and they take us into like the family room you know where there's a lot of space so olivia's sitting sure. in the chair i'm sitting standing like up against the wall next to ryan right and then um all of a sudden he starts clenching his jaw and he starts breathing really heavily he's like wow he's really worked himself up i think he's having a bit of a panic attack well <laughs> so. it does run in the family and i look over to olivia and she's got tears streaming down her face what? <laughs> God. and olivia's like i'm gonna go back in the room and i'm like sit in that chair (laughs) you're not going anywhere because she's too small i'm not gonna send her into the main waiting room no and she's like i don't want to watch i'm like then don't look (laughs) oh my god see this is about the point when our mom would be like you need to straighten up and stop being ridiculous there was no time because the lady had the needle and she was some asian lady she's like oh it won't hurt don't worry you know god so ryan has you know his one arm down and then he's got his left arm like kind of up in the air with his fist clenched yes so I, I grab I grab the fist clench and I'm like Ryan it's okay I'm like don't worry you'll be all right yeah and so I'm like don't watch him look at me look at me and yeah he looked at me and then he she's like okay just a little pinch and he's like his eyes start shaking and so <sighs> wow he's just terrified and then I can't believe this then so it was the little poke and then all of a sudden his eyes relax and then he's like ah, and he starts <laughs> laughing. <laughs> God. because he realized it was not even that bad no i don't you know, know what he was expecting we build it up you know we build up the unknown in our brains so much that we think the absolute worst is going to happen and then when it happens you're like oh that's it i mean it's nothing you know it's so just she takes nothing. like the two skinniest little vials i've Tiniest ever seen of vials right you know and half of it's filled with that yellow waxy stuff at the bottom right right she didn't do the greatest job of transitioning between the two vials all that takes that. Some finesse that does take finesse and that so you know he's like ow you know like that that did hurt and so yeah well the jostling does can do that yeah you know some people are much better at it than others but then she took the needle out and put the little cotton ball on it right away and taped it down and she's like all right that's it you're all done and he's like that's all and well, what so, did you think this was going to be like a marathon We're i don't know if he thought there was going to be like a scalpel involved or you know <laughs> i don't know what he thought well it's just so weird children you know first of all i didn't even think why would you ever you can find youtube videos of people giving blood i think you can find youtube videos of anything i had no Well, I'm not, you know, listen, I have found since the day that you found the woman giving birth to a baby in a (laughs) stream and and she literally hadn't even delivered the baby all the way and a fly landed on its head. (laughs) You know, right? I believe you can find pretty much anything. 
Well, I'm glad that he survived his his bloodletting, God forbid. Olivia continued to cry for a good five minutes after we left. Because it's all about Olivia, of, of course. course. This is she all was about just her. So, <laughs> she was so uh, shaken by the experience. And then she asked then she asked if we could go to ice cream because, you know We need a treat. We, we made it through the experience and I said no because <laughs> you know, I'm like, We're just going home. And she's like, Well, after I got my shot, we got to get ice cream. I'm like, We're not doing it. Olivia, just get yeah, over you, it. You were six. That was different. You got a flu shot, and that thing went straight through your arm practically. So <laughs> it was like a saber. Jeez. Well, her arm is, you know, arm. no bigger than a twig. It's so. tiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I've been meaning to tell you, but I had a dental cleaning uh, last month, and I have very sensitive teeth. I know that's not surprising, but I do. And every time I go, it's like, I feel like I'm walking myself into torture. It's like, why, you know, I just don't want my teeth to fall out. So I go and I, and I do it, but really, really hate it. And so, and luckily the lady's really nice. So the last time it was very painful. And here's the thing that I realized about medical, you have to be super proactive. If you're not comfortable, if there's something that you want, they don't suggest it to you, even if they know you're uncomfortable. So I said, we took a break and I said, hey, uh, is it ever possible to get, I don't know, Novocaine while you do this? And she goes, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I said, in my mind, I'm thinking, did it ever even cross your mind to suggest it so that maybe we would get through this without me being a big baby and you having to stop every 10 minutes? Because why wouldn't we do that? It seemed to me that if it was me, I would be like, you know, we can give you Novocaine to get through this really quick. I mean, wouldn't that seem obvious? But Maybe not. it's because it's not typical is why people don't suggest it. I asked her that and she said that it that people absolutely do. And I go, then what are we doing here? Like, why do I have to ask? I, I was surprised. I can understand now why people just say, take out my teeth and give me a bridge or give me dentures because this is arduous. It is tedious. It is. But I refuse to lose teeth over anything. I mean, no, I'm not doing it. So I'm doing this instead, and it's painful and difficult, but I have all my teeth, you know? Yeah. Well, you know who else had that was um, Stephanie, our sister's ex-husband, Joel. He used to have to get um, the gum, because I think he had gum disease, too. I talked about it. I said, what are, where did I go wrong? Because I flossed and brushed all the time. And I he think said, it's genetics. It's genetic. He said it's absolutely genetic. And he looked at my records. I had sign of gum disease when I was 15. Dad had horrible teeth. He did. And our mom does too, by the way. Mom has just like, mom's teeth just fall out. I don't know if there's anything. <laughs> That's gum disease. But dad's teeth are super soft. And so yes. we always got cavities. cavities. Like, I mean, it didn't matter what we did. We just got cavities mm-hmm. all the time. Indeed, it's true. I I don't know. But what I do know is that if I'm going to do it the hard way, then I need to be numbed. And what I and it's the same thing like when you go when I had my hospital stay a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, is there any way I can change the sheets? Oh, my God, of course. Yes. And I'm like, why? But then it reminded me, it's like, this is why you have to be your own advocate when you're doing medical work or like when I went through that experience with McKenzie and I had to go back and demand. I mean, you have to be more proactive. And I don't know if it is a because they're overwhelmed with so many patients and so they just don't have time to think about it or if it's always been this way and we kind of just accept and go along with it. I'm not sure. 
And here's the other thing. A woman came, a nurse came in and thought I'd had a hysterectomy. And I said, did I have a hysterectomy? I was like, did I? Cause I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? I got nervous. I'm like, okay, I, I feel, but they don't cut you open anymore for hysterectomies. And so I'm like, did I get one? I don't know. Did I get one as well? God, it was not ideal. It was not the best stay I'd ever had at a hospital, but I don't stay at hospital. I mean, I try real hard to get out of them as quickly as possible. So, um, okay. So speaking of having children, um, we usually talk about a little phase of parenting at this time. And I thought we could talk about our experiences with the terrible twos. Mm -hmm. It's been quite a while for me, obviously, Mm -hmm. but I was curious about why kids are so terrible at two and three and apparently they become vocal they become aware that they might have a choice in the matter Mm -hmm. and they have opinions that they start to develop and so when you tell them what to do and they scream at you no Uh that's the terrible twos and if you tell them if you tell them if they become defiant and you say no we have to do this like we're going to we're we're leaving the park or we're leaving Chuck E. Cheese and they have a full-blown meltdown yes it's because they're like no I have Right. You know, that's that's what they're thinking, and that's why they're so awful at two and three. Shockingly, Mackenzie, who is a hornet, was really easy mm-hmm. at two and three. She never had the meltdowns. My son, I mean, the grandest of meltdowns you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. I had to leave grocery stores with baskets full of food. Oh, my God. Because I, well, first of all, I, I'm not a big fan of public spankings or anything. I'm not one of those people. Yeah. Back in the old days, you know, you could go to a grocery store and down any aisle, there's someone getting a, getting spanked back in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. I never did that. Malia also, Malia was very difficult at two and three. Screaming. Anger. But uh, Kenzie, of all of, of all of them, didn't, shockingly. How about you? You know, I'm trying to think. I don't particularly remember them being extraordinarily difficult, like, on a daily basis. I just remember, like, instances yes. where, you know, it was just a full-blown meltdown. And it typically had to do with just exhaustion. Yeah, or hunger. <laughs> or something like that. Like, I remember yeah. one time leaving John's Incredible Pizza Place with Ryan. Oh, yeah. He was over my shoulder, and he was just had his hand thrust towards the door of John's <laughs> Incredible Pizza. Yes. And he wasn't even making sense. He was just like, oh, you know, making these sounds. You know, yes. the tears were streaming down his face. And I put him in his, you know, I was, I was trying to talk to him, but at that point he was hearing nothing. No, they're so outraged. (laughs) I put him in his car seat and I don't even think we had left the parking lot before he was like asleep. He was just so, you know, beyond the point of exhaustion because he had played so hard. When they are that obstinate and angry, you try to reason with a two-year-old. Why do we do this? I don't know why we're, but I think it's because they're verbal and you think, They can understand this. If I just speak it a a million times, they'll understand. Or it's like, this is the time period where they start sneaking into the kitchen to try to get their favorite cookie (laughs) or a juice or something. I I can't tell you how many times Malia would just come in with a Capri Sun in her mouth. I'm like, where did you get that? She's like, what? I was thirsty. It's like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. You're two. You don't get or three. You don't get to just grab whatever you want anywhere. And then you take it from them. They're like, how? dare you sir you know they get all attitude 
I found it comical. Yeah, it was funny. I think it's just because I'm a disciplinarian for sure. I mean, my kids would tell me that I was horrible, but I found every phase hilarious. I don't know why. I just did. I probably made them more angry, (laughs) but I would like try not to laugh at their outrage. I'm like, oh, you're triggered. Okay, let's do this. You are so dark. You know, and they're just like, how dare you? I am a human. I do remember Olivia, like, you know, throwing her body to the ground, you know, (laughs) like that accomplished something. Yes. Well, just the anger, (laughs) the anger (laughs) and frustration. I remember with Tyler, your son, that yes. um, you're right. He was horrible. He would he um, hit himself in the head. Oh, my God. Or he would bang his head on the floor. I don't know why he did those things. Our mother, our mother was like, Jamie, I think you need to have him reviewed. I think there's something <laughs> wrong with him psychologically. <laughs> she was so concerned. She goes, he keeps hitting his head on things. I'm like, he's angry because he's two and he can't get what he wants. This is what they do. So he thinks by hurting himself, it'll, you know. You know, he's always been an introvert. He's never been the outwardly violent boy. You know, he was the opposite. So he would hurt himself instead of hurting others. He always made me (laughs) think of like Bruce Banner or like the Hulk. (laughs) Like I just waited for, you know, this giant body to rip out of these clothes. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I wish I because I know there I have seen some outraged two-year-olds or three-year-olds where I go, God, I'm glad that's not my child. Yeah, I think there's, but see, that's just the thing is, is like, I think there's a proper way to handle it. And, you know, I never would subject someone to my child's, you know, bad behavior. You know, I'm just, you know, I don't like those parents that just keep shopping and they're just like, well, you can do whatever you want. I'm going to keep doing what I'm going to keep doing. And I'm like, would you please not do that? It's uncomfortable for the rest of us. Well, and the screaming, like, you know, what's funny is now I give, I give the look, but I don't look at the parent. I look at the child. Yeah. So like I was at the store, this was like a couple weeks ago, and there was like a two year, two or three year old sitting in the basket, just having a field day with the screaming and the temper tantrum. And the woman had three other, two or three other kids with her who were walking and older, like six and seven. And the, and the seven year old kept trying to placate the three year old by giving it things. Right. Like here, maybe this will make it just stop crying. Because the mother was completely deaf, apparently. Couldn't hear or, or see a thing. And she's just browsing the Magnolia section of Target. Like, oh, this is a cute little thing. And I am i don't like that either, personally. Mm-hmm. I don't like ignoring. It's like, okay, obviously this is a normal thing. And you're like, I have to just pretend it's not happening. And But when I see the kids starting to try to placate, I'm like, you need to step in, mother, and need to do something. Well, obviously it's making your own children uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Well, and it's loud. I mean, the kid is screaming. So I'm walking by and I see this big round mouth screaming at the top of its lungs in Target and the mom just messy ponytail looking at pillows and I get it I've been there but I stare I look at the little children and then I stare at the baby and I just look at the baby like shut up I mean I didn't say shut up but I just give it the look like are you kidding me right now with your big mouth and the kid stops they Mm -hmm. always stop and look at you like oh, you don't want to take my shit right now? And it's like, no, I don't want to. It's like all these verbal Mm -hmm. statements are being made just by staring at the baby. And sometimes I'll smile at it and it will go, oh, and it will take it out of it. 
Yeah. It's happened a couple of times. Well, and that's the sad part is, is, you know, as much as it's throwing a tantrum, it's a cry for attention, you know, or just outrage and anger for being in the basket or whatever but it needs some sort of attention you know it needs whether it needs a nap or it needs you know to not be where it is and and when you have kids unfortunately they do come (laughs) first and so yeah especially when they're that little you know that's the thing that's really hard very rarely have I had to go to a store with a tired or angry child where I had to get it done and just deal with it we all Everybody has that happen. And sure. so you just you just do it. But I tend to I can't tell you how many matchbox cars Tyler got <laughs> Try to just to keep him quiet for 10 right. minutes so I can get milk and bread. You know, mm-hmm. they're ticking time bombs. You they never really know when they're going to go off, especially when they're really small, like yeah baby babies because i'm but when i was breastfeeding both of them i'm like okay after i was done feeding like i i set everything up like before i started feeding them to get all prepared and then i'm just like okay as soon as i'm done i'm like i've got 45 minutes to an hour and i'm like yeah. let's go and then let's i would run this. out of the house and you know buy whatever i had to buy or go get gas or whatever it was that i had to do Actually, then, what's great, Paula, for you mm-hmm. is nowadays if you were if you if you were to fast forward and have your babies now, everybody delivers everything. That's true. You huh? wouldn't have to go anywhere. You could be like, oh my god, the groceries are just at my door. God, <laughs> do you know so how nice. hard it is to go places with a newborn? It's horrible. It sucks. But we do. They require so much crap. That's the thing I don't understand. Something so small, you have to have like bags and car seats and giant strollers. I know. It's so true. And you think, oh, I don't need any of that stuff. So you try it without it. You're like, oh, my God, it would be so great right now if I had a giant stroller with a lid and, you know, hooks and, (laughs) you know, coffee cup holders. Mm -hmm. And that's why you all go out and buy them because they're the perfect thing. And then before you know it, they take a shit and then you gotta go into those horrible bathrooms and but if you have that stroller you can just do it right there in their stroller yeah i guess you can but i did you can lay them down flat it's awesome it's been so long since i've needed a stroller oh my god crazy just crazy anyway but i miss the terrible twos i really do because they're tiny and for the most part they're great i think the terrible twos is it's a hard time for them because yes they're you know, it's hard for them to express themselves, but they definitely have like opinions and feelings. So, <laughs> yes, I think that's why is I find it, I find it endearing. I never got frustrated. Like I never got frustrated. I think it's because I knew they're just these little tiny humans who have no concept of why they're so angry other than they know they have rights. God damn it. And <laughs> they want to, they want us to know. And so I always found it kind of sweet. I, I maybe we're, but you know what? I have come to find that we are very different than the average person. And so True. we, we look at things very differently, but I was so pleased to have children that I just didn't even care. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, I let it roll off my back like water on a duck's back. I just didn't care. So, uh, although I'm not saying they didn't piss me off because they absolutely did. Oh yes. Anyway. Yes. Okay. So we need to move on to our ugly and awkward moments of the week, but we're doing the awkward as youths edition. Oh, okay. Every once in a while, uh, we have stories submitted that they were awkward when they were kids. 
And so this is kind of, uh, we had one uh, last year where uh, somebody submitted a story that when they were nine years old and playing hide and seek, they hid behind a curtain and they pushed their butt out and they broke the window with their butt. Oh my God. That kind of thing. Yeah. Awkward moments when, and and it was at like a family party. So like everybody was like, oh my God, your butt broke the window. That kind of thing. (laughs) So these are two (laughs) stories as children, awkward, awkward moments. The first one. I really related to, not because I've ever experienced it, but I can absolutely see me doing this as a kid. Okay. When I was in kindergarten, I was five. As was the custom at the time, a friend had a birthday party at a local pizza place. This place had two rooms for parties. And of course, when this party was there, there was another party for a kid from a different school. Little five-year-old me walked into the pizza place and walked straight into the other kid's room. Instead of being in the room with my friends, I was stuck in a room of kids that I didn't know, and they didn't know me either. (laughs) Somehow... She made it through the entire party in that room, even giving the kid I didn't know the birthday present that I brought for the friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> where was her mother? You know, this must have been old school where they're like, all right, go on in. Like late think, 70s or something. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. When nobody was worried about child molesters in the bathroom. <laughs> they just dropped them off. <laughs> By the time the party was over, my mom came looking for me. When she realized I was in the wrong party, she talked to the kid's parents and got my gift back so I could give it to the actual friend. Oh, my gosh. If only my family would stop bringing this up, I could forget about it. (laughs) Now, how is that her fault? Because she didn't speak up. She just was like, where's my friend? They'd be like, what? I mean, come on. Five years old is young. I don't know. You would th- at the very least, you would think she would have started crying because she didn't know anybody, right? How do you go through an entire party giving the gift to the kid that you don't know and not saying a word? I wonder if she recognized any of the other friends at the ne- like the next party, or if I don't they just know, truly but- kept them separate. I don't know. It's just very awkward. It's an awkward, awkward that is thing. Funny. I know, that right? Is really funny. <sighs> That okay. kind of reminds me of the time when I brought Olivia to school in pajamas because I thought it was pajama day. <laughs> no, and you didn't. the teacher looked at me and she's like, okay. And I'm just like, isn't today pajama day? And she's like, no, but that's all right. You're like, no. And you're like, shit, I got to go to work too. I don't even have time for I this. I did. I was just like, okay, yeah. well. Um, and I was already running late. And so... <laughs> That's hilarious. So, I'm so hilarious. I felt so bad. Okay. This one, uh, we've all encountered this experience in school as kids. Uh, not maybe personally, but in fourth grade, we were doing a class project that involved a panel of students sitting at desks in a semicircle with the rest of the class, including myself, sitting on the floor in the center. Mm-hmm. Someone said something that made me start laughing hysterically. And as that was happening, I farted <laughs> loud. <laughs> and that made me laugh harder, which... <laughs> Which made me fart more. Oh, my God. I can't even. Before long, I was rolling on the floor laughing and farting in the middle of the class, totally unable to control myself. Eventually, I pulled it together and the teacher was staring at me with her eyes wide open and her jaw dropped and eventually asked, are you all right? She's like, that memory is going nowhere. If I was a teacher, I'd be hysterical. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, and I assume this is a girl because only a girl would not be able to. Oh, of course. I wouldn't give a crap. No. 
That's like an everyday occurrence for a guy. <laughs> exactly. They're fart machines. I don't understand it. I don't know I don't how they get it. so much gas. They are the gassiest humans. I don't understand. I mean, maybe women are too, but we're just ladylike about it. I'm not sure. Or we just, you know, know how to spread our butt cheeks to where it just uh, comes out yeah. as air. We know how to open the anal passage where, oh, so God. there's that sound. I can't wait to read you my Valentine's Day gifts. They're so funny. Okay. That's for Sunday show. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're, we're going to, yes. Well, I can't wait either. Uh, anyway, so those are the two ugly and awkward moments, youth edition. Youths! Youths. Um, oh my gosh. And that is very true for youths. It does not stop. <laughs> Olivia told me, she's like, every time we run track, mom, she's like, I start farting when we run. And she's like, and I can't <laughs> stop. And she's like, I try and run in between people so that way no one's behind me and no one's in front of me. So that way, so like, she, so she cropped us, everybody. So no one hears me. <laughs> but she says it happened the other day and Cole was right behind me. <laughs> oh, so, so you crop dusted Cole. I'm like, well, why don't you stop? She's like, I can't. (laughs) Great. She's going to be one of those people. I'm like, well, we'll make sure you don't get into cross country or anything like that. (laughs) So maybe track isn't for you. (sighs) But that's hilarious. Anyway. All right. Well, that's all I have. Do you have anything? I don't have anything. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. As Jamie mentioned, on Sunday, we're going to talk about Valentine's Day gifts for him. Mm -hmm. They're going to be strange. Okay. Because we usually talk about practical gifts. And so uh, this time we're going to talk about non-practical gifts. I also found, if you were looking for a Valentine, I found some very unusual dating sites that are not Match.com. Oh, that'll be fun. Yes. If you're still shopping, though, and you don't like the gifts that we talk about, you can always go to UglyTruth.com and click on our Amazon button. They have nice things there. Mm-hmm. And you can also go to uh, LipandClip.com and buy some Avon gifts. Have a good rest of your week, and we will see you on Sunday. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth. 